I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Eric. What's going on, everybody? Hope that you are having a blessed week. I know that I am blessed and highly favored. So happy to be here. want to say uh, thank you to all of my uh, sponsors. Thanks for being a part of the show. Uh, Pastime Marketplace. Go check them at PastimeMarketplace.com and use code FATPACKS at checkout for your 20% offer. 20% off offer uh, of a, a of a graded card case. These cases are beautiful. They're air air port security approved. If you need to travel with your collection, this is the best way to do it. Go ahead again and use code FATPACKS at checkout and get yourself 20% off uh, of your order there. Also want to thank, of course, Dynasty Breaks. Big things going on over at Dynasty Breaks and Dane with his hats. Uh, I love bringing you the hit of the day uh, courtesy of Dynasty Breaks and what hat is Dane wearing today. Uh, that's a lot of fun to do uh, post-up. He's been heavy on the rotation lately of the Tampa Bay Rays the uh, and what's the other one? The Padres. That's what I've seen a lot lately. But he, he does throw in another hat every now and again. So I want to say thank you to Dane and the team over at Dynasty Breaks. Remember that new customers get $5 off their first order. So when you hit up DynastyBreaks.com or you check them out on their Facebook page, make sure that you, you, you let them know that you're a new customer and you'll get $5 off your first order. Also want to say thank you to Vintage Breaks. What a great time we had uh, with Leighton on a couple of weeks ago. Had a big giveaway. I have not seen the results of those breaks yet, but let's suffice to say that um, the, the winner was was quite uh, happy to be uh, Peyton chasing, I believe is what he said. Walter Peyton chasing. So we had... Um, that giveaway and also a spot in their in the fifty three set, the 53, 53 top set break, which that has not been claimed yet. So I'm wondering if that guy is even listening. If not, we might have to redo that if they haven't already done that break. So I want to say thank you to Vintage Breaks again. Thanks for Leighton and the team over at Vintage Breaks and just collect. And then last but definitely not least, uh, our friend Steven and the Filth Bomb Breaks uh, team. Got to check them out, Filth Bomb Breaks. Let them know that we sent you over there. They're doing big things. They have a daily show that you uh, you can be listening to. If you uh, if you dig the daily sports card podcast thing, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, you can check them out uh, on their Facebook page. On their Facebook page, just just search Filth Bomb Breaks. You'll find it. And uh, join Steven and his, and his crew over there as they uh, break down the, the sports card world on a daily basis as they give you some advice and tips and, and everything you're looking for uh, breaking-wise. All right, uh, now that that's out of the way, I want to say uh, what's up to everyone. Took a week off unintentionally, had some work to do that I had to, I had to get done, so I was not able to uh, jump in and, and get a podcast out of the door for you, but happy to be back this week, so thanks for hanging out again. And uh, and I'm, I'm sorry I missed you last week. I really did not intend for that to happen, but... It did so. Got the work done that we needed to do. I am, uh, if if it's not known yet, I think some people know, but I am no longer the hockey analyst at at Beckett Media here. I am transitioning transitioning over to the social media uh, manager, as as it were, czar. I don't know how to. I don't know what the official title is, but I'm I'm handling the social media accounts now for uh for Beckett. So. Happy to be doing that, but I had some training to do and uh, had to absolutely um, want to make sure that I'm passing over the hockey 
the hockey database uh, in, a, in a responsible manner because I know that – actually, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but hockey is our second most popular uh, online price guide that we have. So – which is – you know, you would think it would be basketball or football, but those are actually tied for third. It's hockey. And so I want to – it's a big responsibility. I want to make sure that uh, when it gets passed over fully to uh, the gentleman taking over that he is fully prepared to do so. So we had some training to do, and now I am uh, officially announcing. If you if you don't already know, I'm taking over the social media accounts, and you can uh, you can find me on all the social media accounts for for Beckett uh, B A S uh, B G S uh, <laughs> B G S. I'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, so Beckett B A S Beckett Authentications uh, Beckett Grading uh, Fat Packs C B C S. Uh, if you if you want to catch me somewhere, you can catch me on one of those platforms on on I G on Twitter on was IG, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. I don't know, wherever we're at, you, you, you can find me. And uh, we'll hang out and, and, and have a good time talking about the hobby and, and making the best of this situation uh, that everybody seems to be complaining about. And I don't know why you're so upset about the hobby. I don't know, but that, that leads me to my next point. My next guest I had to bring on, uh, or my guest this week I had to bring on, Mike Summer. Uh, the Wax Pack Hero. I brought him on because he just released a podcast called uh, Maybe You. Or, it, it, well, it's it's the Wax Pack uh, Hero podcast, but you know maybe you should just quit the hobby and uh, quit collecting cards. Wax Packs Hero podcast episode twenty one. He had some great points here, and I wanted to discuss it with him. It was an absolute joy to listen to. I like what Mike's doing over there uh, at Wax Pack Hero on his podcast. It's it's. Eight to fifteen minutes, somewhere in that range. Maybe sometimes they're a little longer, but not much longer. And uh, it's it's good, solid information. Mike is smart. I don't know if you guys know that about Mike, but I'm, I'm sure you do. If you're listening to this, hopefully you know who Mike Summer is. He's a smart guy, and he he approaches his podcast in a, in a different light than what really is going on out there in the in the in the sports card podcast world there's so many pod, sports card podcasts now i remember you know just a few years ago and there was just three or four of us and now i think there's like 15 or 20 there's so many and so there you got a lot of outlets for your information mike is a great one to be listening to so <laughs> please check his uh his podcast out wax pack hero podcast and uh, you can you can find it on waxpackhero.com backslash podcast. And he'll be on a little bit later to talk about uh, that episode and, and just his, his, his thoughts on, on uh, you know, the current state of the hobby and some of the other topics that he's approached. And, I, I, again, I just really enjoy it. I'm glad he's going to be joining me uh, later on. I hope you guys uh, will stick around for that. Also wanted to mention, uh, like I was saying, the, I was running the BGS account, and I'm, I'm noticing – just a lot of like vitriol just coming out of people's mouth. I I don't know if it's because you're sitting behind a keyboard and you can type it out and you think that it's cool. I don't know, but like there's a lot of uneducated information being pushed out there and I can't speak to all of it, but some of it like, it's just like back up a little bit. And maybe ask a question before you just assume. And 
you know, we're all guilty of that. I've done it before myself. It looks stupid uh, in retrospect. And I, w- I think you guys know this about me. I'm, I'm pretty open. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll discuss pretty much anything as long as I can. And, like, just ask a question. My email, I've put it out before. I'll do it again. EricN at Beckett.com. Send me an email if you have a question, and I will at least try to find an answer for you. Or, or no, I can't. I'll be upfront with you and say, "Look, this is I can't do this, and these are the reasons why." But like, just the the comments that I see specifically on uh, the Beckett Media page and, and the Beckett <clears throat> Beckett Grading page, it's just like, man, there's a lot of hate. I don't know why. I, I just don't get it. Yeah, uh, one thing that Mike brings up in his podcast, the Wax Pack Hero, uh, quick collecting cards episode, is like these appointed gatekeepers, self-appointed gatekeepers, and that's that's a point I want to I want to discuss with him later. But like these these keepers of the hobby, man, they just sometimes your points are good, but your approach is wrong. And I've been that guy before on Twitter, on the Fat Packs Twitter page. I've been that guy. My my. My intent was good, but my approach was wrong. I think someone corrected me once and said, I need, I need some work on my bedside manner. And I, and I completely 100% own that. I, there, there have been times when I just looked foolish because my bedside manner was off. And some, I see that a lot, and it's, it's disheartening. But I hope that with my... Uh, with my guidance now on, on the, on the social media pages, I hope that we can break some of that up. I'd, I'd love, I love, uh, interacting with, with everybody, uh, on there just, but if we're going to be just straight negative, let's talk about it again. You can email me directly at Eric at Beckett.com and we can at least have a conversation and it, we'll, we'll be respectable and we'll, we'll handle it from, we'll handle it that way. No reason to just go scorched earth on, on simple stuff, it feels like. <sighs> but I I hope that 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 I, I I hope that at least rings true to some. And if it does, again, let's talk. And if it doesn't, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you on the on the social media outlets of the world. Got to talk about new products and pricing here as well. New pricing wise, we got Garbage Pell. Um, GPK, I forget the name of the set now that I, I don't have it in front of me. It was a GPK set priced recently, and also limited football and plates and patches football were priced. Also finished up um, Allure Hockey and the 2019-20 Upper Deck Series 2 Hockey. Uh, that's priced as well. Missed some, missed some guys on there that I need to correct. Uh, Igor Shestrikin, uh, need to go correct him uh, as he is a, he's a, bit, he's a bit low. And I need to go fix that. So if you're looking for his pricing, give me just like not even 24 hours. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it corrected and updated for you as uh, he does definitely need to be updated. The hockey card market is crazy, but we'll talk about that in just a minute as we get on to new uh, new products coming out. Heavy, heavy on the Panini side of things this week. But uh, don't want to fail to mention 2020 Leaf Ultimate Draft Football Hobby is out. Saw the first Joe Burrow autograph hit the market yesterday uh, in at New Heart Cards. Uh, you, you've heard New Heart Cards on on this show a, a few times, and they had the first Joe Burrow like public eye autograph that I've seen, 
from from that product. So congratulations to Newhart, Newhart and uh, Joe Burrow, whoever pulled that. That's great. That's crazy. I don't know if that was the shops, like they opened a box, or if a customer opened it. But it was uh, really great to see. Joe Burrow is going to be great uh, for the hobby market, at least initially. So let's uh, see what happens there. You know, let's let's reserve judgment for a moment. But it's great. It's great to see the first one on the market. Then, of course, uh, all of the Panini products that are coming out. We got a baseball, a basketball, and a football one for you. Twenty twenty Donruss baseball. Tons of variations of that. Our guy um, Ryan Cracknell has a great piece up uh, on Beckett.com right now uh, that will help you with the variations. And uh, of course, as always, Ryan is looking for more information. So if you have any out there that he's missed that are not on the list that he's published, please let him know and he will get that added to it. I'm sure he will. 2019 Panini Encased Football is out. I like Encased Football. It's high risk high reward type product is but it's not going to kill you kill you in the pocket the the concept of ha- getting a graded card out of the pack is is pretty cool so um this is a product that i think could do well but you might you might uh <clears throat> you know for every Josh Jacobs and Kyler Murray you get you got to remember that you might also get one of those uh, lower end rookies as well so uh, that is out. And then, of course, the hottest product on the market right now is 2019-20 Panini Select Basketball. My goodness, the the cards are beautiful. The, I love all the different parallels in, in this, uh, just like I do in Prism. These are more a little more uh, succinct, succinct, and uh, I, I like all the different variations. This is one of my favorite products to see, uh, to bust. I, I don't... I don't know that I will be breaking any this year because basketball, the basketball market is just insanely crazy. But that is out, and you can go grab that at your LCS if you haven't already. Now, again, on the hockey market, man. So Jack Hughes, who was the number one overall pick, as I, as I transition here, Jack Hughes was the number one overall pick, and you know his cards are <clears throat> in the market, and obviously he's doing well. But there are bigger. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bigger names that you probably should know that I don't know if you're, if you're not paying attention to the hockey market that you might not just catch, but uh, Cal Marker, uh, Makar, just awesome. Nick Suzuki, uh, Igor Shisterkin, Shisterkin uh, is also up there. Elvis mm, from Columbus. Man, all these names are like are sleep. I don't want to call them sleepers at this point, but. These are names that are probably not on your radar at the beginning of the, of the hockey season, and they should be. What a great time to be collecting hockey. So uh, Series 2 was is the second to latest product. SP Game Use is the latest product. But Series 2 is a great continuation of, a, of the base set of the flagship, and it's a, a really, really great Young Guns checklist on that second half. So uh, please... Go check that out if you haven't. If you if you have, let's see those hits, man. Post those young guns up uh, on on social media and tag us in them so we can uh, enjoy what you pull as well. All right, let's move on uh, to our to our interview portion of the show. Uh, just one interview this week. Going to be kind of a, a, a shorter show, but uh, we're going to move on to Mike Summer. He's a, a good again. He's a good friend. He's a, a DFS guy. He's a chaplain. He's a uh, just he seems to be like a guru of all things sports cards right now, and I'm digging his show. 
and I'm happy to have him on this week. I hope that you uh, will go go check him out and give him a follow if you aren't already. You've heard him on uh, about you see him on about the cards. You see him on the Hobby Hotline. You see him a little bit of everywhere. But Wax Pack Hero is where you'll find him most frequently. He's a great contributor to the hobby, and I'm happy to call him a friend. He is up next on the Fat Packs podcast on the other side of this break. But before we get there, I want to say thank you again to our sponsors, Dynasty Breaks, Filth Bomb Breaks, Vintage Breaks, and Pastime Marketplace. Uh, please patronize them. And uh, Is that the right word? Patronize? Please go check them out and let them know that we sent you. All right, we got Mike Summer coming up on the other end of this break. You guys hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Dan Pashman from the Sporkful Food Podcast, and you're listening to the Fat Packs. All right, we are back after that quick break. I gave this guy a great introduction already, but I'm going to do it again. This is my friend Mike Sommer. He is uh, he is a little bit of everything. I called him a guru, and I meant it. He he's into DFS. He's into uh, he's into He's into cards, he's into podcasting, he's into God, and I love all, I love every bit about it. What's up, man? How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Eric. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. I was we were just talking off air. I haven't we haven't like sat down face to face and talked since we were in Chicago for the national like was that last year, right? Yeah, yeah. back in uh, August or whatever it was, the beginning of beginning of August there. Right. It's been a while, but I see you everywhere. I see you on About the Cards. I see you on, on Hobby Hotline. Uh, you and I message. Uh, we've been messaging more frequently just because I have a lot of questions. But uh, we, uh, I'm happy to, I'm one again, you know this, but I'm happy to call you a friend and I'm happy to have you on as a guest this week. I wanted to talk about your latest episode on your podcast uh, you, you, that you so eloquently just called Quit Collecting Cards. Um, but before we get to that, let's talk about your podcast in general. You're you're 21 episodes in. What made you want to start podcasting on your own? Yeah, so I think there's a a combination of things, you know, and it it all stems back to when I returned to the hobby in late 2015, and there was so much had changed since I collected as a kid, uh, and it took me a while to start to, to get my feet underneath me and figure out what I wanted to do. And originally, that led to me wanting to start the the blog and the website. And then as I continued to do that, um, I can, it, it just really started to build some relationships amongst those in the hobby. So yourself and the guys from About the Cards and um, you know several other bloggers and podcasters started to interact. And um, the About the Cards guys invited me to come on to their show and occasionally co-host with them and be a part of that. And that was something that was really interesting to me. And then you know late last year, you know, it really started to just something, something, you know, got the bug or whatever you want to call it and said, sure. you know, I, I think maybe I'd like to, to try to, you know, record some shows of my own to help other people kind of understand how I go about collecting, buying and selling in order to, to, to have a self-sustaining hobby. And so I decided, well, let's, let's go ahead and give it a shot and, and put some kind of consumable, hopefully evergreen episodes out there that people can go back and listen to and, and help them understand how you can go about buying and selling with the uh, intent to kind of have a self-sustaining hobby. It's um, So that, that was kind of the impetus of it. The, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not, you, you're, you're doing a great job. It, what I, I love about it is they're not too long. I know that my, 
this show can get a little long winded, but you're you stay in that right that eighteen to fifteen, maybe twenty minute mark, and uh, you, you do a great job of what you're doing. And what I what I love about it is what you said it, they're evergreen. They're topics that are not really going to ever go away, but your your perspective on the hobby is is clearly put together and it's put out in a manner that's one respectful and two. It's like you're clearly thinking about what you're saying. You're not just you know running your mouth. So you, you do a great job there in that perspective. So uh, again, it's it's a great show. If you guys aren't listening to it, please go check it out uh, at waxpackhero.com backslash podcast. And then Mike, you're on like all the platforms, right? You're on Stitcher and and and, and, and Spotify and everywhere else, correct? Yeah, it's pretty much available anywhere <laughs> that that podcasts are distributed. So. Um, iTunes or, or Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, Spotify, you know, pretty much everywhere. Sure. So um, my next question is, and this is really just a podcast geek thing, why did you choose to go with Anchor over one of the other platforms? Is it because I know that you're you're a, very, you're a business sense, you're a, busy, a business savvy type guy. Is it because Anchor is free? Is that why, is that why it was? Um, yeah, that's a that's a key piece of it. You know, Anchor is free. I started out the first few episodes were actually just hosted directly off of um, Squarespace as part of the built-in podcast host functionality of Squarespace. Where that's where I have the the website. And um, what I found was I was having a real hard time getting any kind of stats and metrics or or anything like that. And and I'm not super tech savvy. And so the fact that Anchor was free and they handled a lot of the um, distribution for me to a variety of these platforms and they have, uh, you know, also from that business sense, you know, I have desires for it to continue to grow. They have built in um, sponsorship matching Mm -hmm. um, functionality as well, where they kind of serve as a as a amalgamator of, of different sponsors who are looking to, to come on to shows. And at some point as I continue to grow, that might be something that I can take advantage of as well. And so that's just an extra, some extra features that anchor offers, um, that, that seem to fit with kind of my long-term goals. Sure. And I brought that up because, um, I don't know if you, if you noticed this, but like just this week or the week, week last week, I noticed like two or three more sports card podcasts, and uh, it's great, you know. This is a this is a big hobby, and everybody has their different perspectives, and they bring them they bring them to you, and that's awesome. But I, I wanted to bring up Anchor specifically for those guys just getting into it who might not be able to fully afford a you know a SoundCloud or something like that. Anchor is free, and it'll help you out uh, in in the long run of things. So I I did want to bring that up because um, I know that there's a lot of new shows coming out. It seems like there's a new show every week almost. I mean. W- w- Right? Am I am I am I missing that there? Do we, it's just a lot of information, right? Yeah, I think I think there is. There's there's new shows coming up all the time, and and it seems like for the most part, it's it's been neat to see that everybody's got their own angle angles mm-hmm. on it. You know, there's some new shows that are more focused on basketball. There's the shows that focus on all of the current events and current happenings and releases and things coming out. You know, Doctor Beckett's been mm-hmm. great about talking about the history of, of collecting and some of the kind of foundational um, people that were in the hobby back from the, from the sixties on through the the eighties and his wisdom has been great to see. And so, um, you know, I'm kind of trying to show that self-sustaining buy and sell the, the kind of blend of both, 
the hobby side and the business side of collecting. And so everybody seems to be kind of bringing their own flavor to it, which is kind of cool. You know, there's, there's not very many that are just kind of complete copycats. It seems right. like to me. Right. I, I agree with you there. It's a, uh... It's a it's a nice blend, and you you brought up buying and selling, which is the next point I want to get to. The reason that you and I started talking recently, uh, not outside of our, our normal conversation, was uh, was sports slots. Man, you turned me on to sports slots. Uh, I knew about it, but I, I dabbled with it. I didn't like it, but then your episode on sports slots really opened my eyes, and you helped me understand uh, this whole selling of base cards and and like how to how to make that work for you or work for me and it's working for you obviously because you 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 continue to do it but um let's talk about sports slots in general and i i want to i want to preface that by saying look this is a beckett show we have our own marketplace and we we sell cards there but for those guys who are not dealers on a dealer level sports slots is a great way for you to go ahead and move some of your singles and mr uh mr mike here helped me understand and see that so mike what turned you on to sports slots and like how you make how are you making that work for you? Yes, yeah, so it all started back to when I got back into the hobby, you know, I came back as a set collector. You know, that's what I had done as a kid, that's what I wanted to do when I was coming back, and I found that that was going to be pretty affordable for me because kind of the general the general thought in the market was that base cards are worthless, nobody collects base cards, whatever. And I was able to pick up huge lots of base cards for super cheap, which was great for me wanting to build sets. But then I was having a lot of doubles or extras from these lots. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do with them? And that's when I stumbled across Sport Lots, which is a platform that that really focuses in and meets the need for all of the set collectors that exist out there. And so you can, you know, I was able to start to turn in these base cards that I was buying for a penny or a half a cent a piece into 18 cents to 25 cents for, for some of the inserts and things like that. And I was like, wow, this is going to really let me offset some of the cost. I can build my sets and then sell off all my extras on, on this site. And so I, I kind of saw some of that initial success and then because it seemed like there was a, a pretty never-ending supply of of base cards that I was able to buy from uh, folks at my LCS or other people I knew who were who were opening a lot of wax and didn't really care about the base and inserts that really allowed me to continue to scale my inventory because is a is a source of cheap inventory and so then I'm able to to kind of buy those sell those use that store credit or, or cash that out and then buy more other things that I want to, to collect into PC. And so it really just let me continue to scale and benefit from the general perception that that base cards are worthless. It's it's a concept that like you just I I'll I'll even admit it. Initially coming into it, I was like, this is this doesn't make any sense to me. And then, you know, I the first the first time I did it, I shared with you, I, I made like 40 bucks or something like that. And I was, no, it was like 26. And I was really excited because it was 14 days that I was on, on the platform and I sold, I sold $26 worth of base cards. And I was like, that's $26 I didn't have. And last month I sold $143 worth of base cards. And I was like, this is awesome. I have a place to, to move this now. Uh, and I don't want to plug sports slots and say, you know, go, go check them out because they're a sponsor of the show, but I'm going to plug sports slots because they're not a sponsor sponsor of the show. And if you have, if you're, if you're looking to move base cards, it's a, it's a great outlet to do it. 
and Mike actually has you set up. You can go check out that podcast uh, that that, he, that uh, we were talking about. But he also has you set up on a blog post that helps you ship plain white envelope shipping. I'm, I got to admit, Mike, I'm not a big fan of the PWE. I don't like it. It scares me a little bit. But um, it's worked so far. And it, I guess I, I want to bring that up because that seems to be the main the main source of shipping on sport lots. And uh, how, how did you feel about that going in? Yeah, I, you know, I wasn't sure. I had heard the horror stories. And, you know, I'm going to start by saying I think there's a time and a place for PWE shipping and there's a time and a place for bubble mailers with tracking or priority boxes or whatever it might be, right? And mm-hmm. and it's it's not a blanket PWE everything, you know, type of situation. But when you're talking about selling base cards that are worth, you know, five cents to 25 cents and, you know, even putting a a small lot of them together, that's a affordable way to, to get those cards in the hands of another collector, whether you're selling, whether you're trading, whatever it might be. And, And I was a little nervous at first, but I just tried to take care, you know, in in that blog post you referenced, you know, I kind of show how I go about, um, packaging those up and I said I'd give it a shot and so um, I use it typically for orders that are under five dollars and I can usually get between one and ten cards in a in a white envelope and I use it for orders that are worth less than five dollars and you know I've shipped thousands of orders probably at this point over the last three years and I've had less than ten where somebody claimed it was lost in the mail, never made it, or that cards were damaged. Hmm. And so, you know, that's less than 10 orders out of thousands. And, you know, I refund right away, you know, when that happens. And so, yeah, I've eaten maybe 10 to $20 worth of of sales, but I've generated hundreds or thousands of dollars worth of extra sales um, because of it. And, and so it's, to some extent, I'm not putting that out there as a, as a go ahead and start taking advantage of me, but as a cost of doing business, that's, that's a risk at this point I'm willing to take, you know, I'll mm-hmm. continue to monitor that if, if things start to change. But as of now, it's, it's been a, a great way to generate some additional load sales for, for low dollar cards. It's yeah, it really is. It's, it's a, and it's, you, you mentioned this in your, um, in your rate on your, in your podcast, but for all for what it lacks in bells and whistles, it's really a simple user interface. It might not be as intuitive as you might as you want it to be, but you, the novice can go in there and list cards for sale, and it's really a good way for you to guys for you guys who have a bunch of base cards that you want to move. Check out Sport Lots. It's, it, I think it'll be worth your time. Let's move on to the next subject because, um, well, I have two things, two more things I want to discuss with you. Uh, we're gonna, actually, I want I want to jump over to Twitter and something you posted last night that I absolutely that's only had five reactions I think to it, but it's something that is a concept. Twenty two hours ago, you said, "Imagine living in America where buying a, a non essential piece of cardboard with the intent to profit is de- demonized by self appointed gatekeepers." I'm sure glad that isn't something we have to deal with here. Now, this is going to lead into the to the podcast that you posted, but um, tell me about that tweet. Uh, like, did you sit on that for a while after you ordered it, or did you just did you just bang it out and push go? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's something I think that's been bubbling up, especially over the last couple of weeks. But, you know, the the market over the last several months has seen an influx, an influx of new entrants who are who have a primary focus on the monetary side of cards, you know, buying and selling with the intent to to make some money, whether you call it flipping, investing, whatever, you know, you, there's a lot of trigger words out there for for people. But there's a it seems like there's been a, a pretty big influx of people who are entering the sports card world with the intent to to profit off that and make money off that. And um, there's a segment of the collecting base that it seems from my perspective, to to resent that notion, and um, and so it just as I've seen some of the the pushback against some of those who are coming in to try to make money on cards, it, it kind of just cracks me up a little bit that here here we are in an, in America where we try to say that anybody um, who puts in some hard work has a, has an opportunity to um, to see success and to, to find business success. And um, here we are kind of demonizing somebody for, um, you know, some are using the word of price gouging or, or market manipulation and all this type of stuff for uh, essentially a, a hobby on an item that's a non-essential item. It's something we're doing for fun. It's, nobody's forcing anybody to buy anything. Um, and yet, there's some people that are getting all bent out of shape because somebody's trying to um, profit from from buying and selling a piece of cardboard, and it kind of cracks me up a little bit. You know, it does me too. Um, it's a term. Uh, I, I like the way you phrased it: the, the gatekeepers of the hobby. I, I I called it a few months ago. I called it the keepers of the hobby. It's it's this ridiculous notion that they are the end all be all when it comes to the hobby and their word is, is, is the word and anybody else's opinion is just shoot away. It's a, I don't, I don't, how do you, how do you get to that point? I don't know. Is it ego? Do you think, is it like, what do you think? Is it status? I, I kind of feel like there's, you know, it's, a combination of, of maybe ego, a combination of the general resistance to change, you know, as much as some folks like to, to relish back on the glory days of the eighties and nineties where cards were everywhere. I think there's a segment that kind of liked that the market shrunk, you know, throughout the two thousands and the 2010s and that, only the pure, the quote unquote pure hobbyists were left, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that now that that's starting to change a little bit, some of those folks just kind of resent the fact that times are changing. You know, that some of the cards that they used to be able to get whenever they wanted for super cheap prices are are going up. You know, um, and that there's people that that in their minds aren't collecting for the pure love of the game or the pure love of cards, but are more motivated on the, the monetary side of things. And I think there's just some people that kind of resent that notion. It's the Gary V effect. Is that, is that easy? Is that fair to say? I think, yeah, I think he's a, a big contributor to that. Yeah. 
you wrote a not post the only, but I yeah. think you wrote a post about Gary Vee uh, back in December, and you were pretty fired up about it. You just want to give a quick synopsis of that? Yeah, it was kind of something that, you know, I've been, I was um, a listener or follower, whatever you want to call it. Um, I consumed Gary's content before he started his more recent resurgence um, in the hobby, you know, early last year. And, you know, as he started to get more notoriety in the hobby, it seemed like people were coming down on two sides. Either they thought he was the hobby savior and, you know, the, the best thing ever, and he could do no wrong, or and other people just flat out can't stand him mm-hmm. and think he's the, the worst thing that's that's ever happened to the hobby. And I kind of wanted to put some thoughts out there that I think if you take a step back, there's a lot of things that he talks about that are beneficial, whether you're a collector whether you're in the hobby for a monetary perspective or even if not even putting it in the the framework of cards that will help you in your personal or professional life. And so I kind of summed up, you know, I think it was four or five of the main takeaways that I've, uh, that I've gotten from his, his talks and the, the material that he shares that have helped me both personally and professionally and why I see them as a positive influence in the in the card world as well and how you can apply those things in a positive way in the card world as well just to try to help maybe paint a more balanced perspective on what i have taken away from from his content you did a good job it's uh and this this brings me back to the podcast that i did want to talk about the reason i brought you on the show today because the um a lot of those angry collectors those hobby gatekeepers Cannot stand what Gary V is doing. Uh, again, I think he has his, his his pluses and his minuses, but uh, they they can't stand his involvement in the hobby. They also, again, they want to just, uh, for lack of a better term, wash wash the hobby out of everybody who is here to make a profit quickly, or, or you know try to at least. And you 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 made this podcast. It's it's just about nine minutes long. It's not. It's not a longer episode, but it's a good episode, and there's a lot of information in there, a lot of good, clear thoughts about, uh, you know, if you're angry, just get out and quit, or quit some segment of the hobby that's making you upset. These are these are great points and great ideas, but w- the one that uh, <laughs> that I really wanted to hone in on here to begin with is just, you know, maybe 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 you're not a set collector anymore. Maybe you're a team collector going from a set to a team might be a big jump for somebody but like these are just simple concepts that that you could apply in your collecting life that won't won't make a huge uh a huge uh, impact I, I don't think uh, coming coming from a, a point of view from like i i think that there are, are bigger more important things out there in this world in this, in this hobby and i know that you do too so like it's a concept though that for for completist or or people who just got to have everything they might not understand try to try to break it down a little bit and of course i'm going to link the show back to you i'm going to link your show back to uh to to this in, in my show notes so people can go check it out but uh just give a brief synopsis of uh, what you were thinking when you put this episode out yeah as you see you see on facebook or you see on twitter or even some individual you know face-to-face conversations with that i've had you know, there's a segment of the collecting world that just seems to have an overall negative demeanor to them. And, and I just have a hard time understanding why that is 
in the face of this hobby that's supposed to be a fun, enjoyable pastime. Mm-hmm. And so I have a hard time understanding why if there's something that's causing you this much, this much frustration that you're going going around and in in treating other people negatively or just, you know, kind of sharing consistent negative thoughts, you know, why are you doing it upon yourself when, when this is supposed to be something fun and enjoyable? And, and, and like I said, I think that, um, or like I said in the, in the podcast, I think it comes down to a a few different things is, is one, if you're not having fun anymore, it is okay to just walk away, take a break. Right. Um, and, and do something different, you know, don't submit yourself to a, a hobby that is no longer fun for you and, and only adds to your frustration and anger. But beyond that, I think when you really start to dig into it, it's not the overall hobby that many people are frustrated with. It's only certain parts of, of the hobby. And so, you know, my suggestions were, were take a step back and find out what is frustrating you, you know, and, and is it certain people on, on Twitter or certain people on Facebook that are causing you the most frustration and, and unfollow them or whatever. It's, that's okay too. Right. Right. Um, and if it's, if it's that you might need to do something different because cards are getting more expensive. And so I'm, I might need to change the way that I collect instead of trying to collect everything. You know, maybe I need to, to focus that, that attention more instead of I'm um, going after every, every, a full team collector. Maybe I'm going to focus that end on to a couple players or for some, even like what you and I were just talking about earlier, maybe I, instead of just being a pure buyer of cards, maybe I need to think about, is there a way that I can sell some of my extras in order to offset some of that cost and right. make it more affordable? Um, you know, there's different ways that, that you can go about doing some of these things that can shake it up a little bit and, and maybe bring some of that enjoyment back. But but don't just keep doing what you've always been doing if it's causing you frustration and anger. That's that's kind of was my main my main takeaway that I wanted to give there. It's, it's okay to to change. It's okay to pivot. Right. It's uh, it, there's so much of it out there, and I don't know that people some I don't know if some of those uh, angry people will listen to to your episode and 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 agree with you because the pivot is the hard part because the, they don't like change and um, right. th- things happen, right? You, you, you always adjust, you always adapt and you have to change on some level. Um, being comfortable with change in the hobby is something that you're going to have to get used to because the hobby changes. Uh, if not on a yearly basis, definitely uh, every, every five to 10 years, something changes and you have to adjust to it. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, breaking was was nowhere on the map and now breaking is it's the way you get cards now Uh, it's uh, lcs is where everywhere and you know i don't know about where you live but i know that down here where i live we have i think we have five total in the dallas fort worth metroplex it's it's changes change and it happens and not all change is is bad change sometimes change is good so uh, i think learning to adapt is is really key is what i really took away from your uh your episode and uh it's it's something that i hope when other people listen to it they will try try at least try to look through it through that lens as well i'm not saying that you're going to do it that you need to change you need to make changes and to enjoy the hobby but what i am saying is you should at least try to see it from a different perspective yep i agree 
Awesome. All right, man. I told you I'd keep you about 20 minutes, and uh, I did. So uh, thank you so much uh, for joining me. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, what's coming up uh, for, for Wax Pack Hero? What do you got, what do you got on the, uh, on the, uh, on the uh, menu there? Yeah, so continuing to, to try to put out one to two articles a week, you know, covering a variety of sets and topics, and then um, two podcast episodes a week. And so kind of working on a few more um, kind of collecting-focused episodes. I've got a couple interviews in the works as, as well with some other um, authors and podcasters and, and things like that that I'll be, be working in in the coming weeks. And so uh, it's just been a blast so far of kind of merging both the the written stuff on the on the blog as well as the the podcast now. And so I'm just having a ton of fun with it, and um, and then also being a part of the the hobby hotline on Saturday mornings. Yeah, that's cool. Now I want I did told you I was gonna let you go, but uh, Scott Spezio, man, tell me about that. How how was that? Yeah, that was that was neat. And so I, I there's a a local. A uh, monthly show that we have at the Collectible Corner Card Shop here in Normal, Illinois. Um, he's got a lot of, of floor space, and so once a month he opens that up to several of us local collectors and dealers, and we kind of have a show inside the card shop. And um, last month he brought in Scott Spezio as an interview guest. Uh, Scott's from a, a town that's about an hour and a half from us here in Illinois, and so he drove down and. Um, hung out for a couple hours and signed some autographs and that type of thing. So I had a chance to just spend a couple minutes with him and ask him a few questions and, and get to meet him. And my daughter got a card autographed with him and uh, that kind of stuff too. And so uh, it was neat to have a, you know, two time world series champion to, to come into our, our little show and, and hang out for a couple hours. But uh, it was pretty neat. That's really cool, man. I'm glad that happened for you. Two time world series champion, Scott Spezio. He has an episode uh, up. You can find on waxpackhero.com backslash podcast. Uh, you can find all his episodes there or anywhere that you uh, partake in your podcasting, uh, in your podcasting world. All right, Mike, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Guys, go check him out. I, I'm sure you're already following him uh, on on all the social media outlets, but go check him out at Wax Hero, waxpackhero.com, and you can find all his uh, information there uh, th- uh, that you'll need uh, to, to give him a follow. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out, and until next week, just keep listening. Cue the drink.